When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm your host, Scott Hellman, and it's time for another foray to the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Okay, today is one of those podcasts where I simply can't make any excuses for it being a bit blatantly commercial. And that's something we just have to live with, right? I mean, I own a company which sells natural materials for aquariums, and I've written a blog for five years and recorded a podcast for like two years, and every once in a while, a blog or a podcast can focus on one of our products and Today happens to be that day, so if you feel that because I'm talking about a product or an idea of mine that it can't be, uh, uh, you know, good information, it's too biased, I get you, tune out, catch you on the next one. If you want to hear some ideas and thoughts behind some of the stuff we're playing with, certainly feel free to listen on. Now, as you know, recently we introduced a line of substrates that we called Nature Base, and they've proven to be pretty popular, like crazy popular. like really popular. I was shockingly, you know, pleasantly surprised. I'm happy. Yet they still generate a lot of questions because they're a little bit different. Uh, And why are they different? I'll tell you. Well, we describe our products as sedimented substrates because that's what they are. They consist largely of clays, sand, soil, and other materials, like mineral sediments, which mimic some of the properties of the soils of South America and other locales that we find so compelling around here. Now, one of the first questions people will ask about our soils is, what makes them different than the other materials on the market? Well, I could go on and on and on, but quite simply, the answer is that these substrates were formulated to replicate the terrestrial soils of these habitats, which in turn become inundated during seasonal rains and flooding. Now, forest floor soils in tropical areas are known by soil geologists as oxisols, and have varying amounts of clay, sediments, and minerals like quartz and silica and various types of organic matter. So it makes sense that when flooded, these ingredients will have specific or significant impact on the aquatic environment. The recipe is not only compositionally different than a typical off-the-shelf aquarium sand and substrate, it looks and functions differently too. These weren't designed right from the get-go to replicate, say, a river, a stream, or a lake substrate writ large. Rather, They weren't intended to be the go-to substrate to replace the standard commercial aquarium substrates because A, they're hand-mixed and therefore more expensive. B, they're not specifically aesthetic enhancements. C, they're not formulated to be general aquatic plant substrates, although they do grow plants. We'll talk about that later. And D, because of their composition, they're going to add some turbidity and even some tint to the aquarium water, which at least initially, not everybody could handle, I suppose. Rather, the intention was that our first releases, Barzea and Agapo, and a couple of the ones that are going to be following, were formulated to be transitional substrate materials, starting out as terrestrial, able to grow some grasses and plants, and eventually becoming saturated and ultimately submerged, transitioning to a fully aquatic substrate material. Perfect for our use in those urban Agapo simulations that we talked about, which is exactly what we developed them for. You know, the classic case of scratching your own itch. It took me a few years of playing around with it and I figured out what works. Of course, this begs the question, 
can't they just be used like conventional aquarium substrates from the start? And the answer is, yeah, they could. However, what will happen because of their ingredients is that they will create initially cloudy, turbid water in your aquarium. There's a reason why materials like fine clays and mineral sediments haven't exactly been popular ingredients in aquarium substrates before. Some of the materials will not saturate immediately, causing this turbidity for several days or more. Ultimately, however, the materials will settle out and you'll be good to go. If you're okay with this initial turbidity, which many find very attractive because it's exactly what you see in the wild habitats, go for it from day one. Oh, and you shouldn't rinse this substrate. Hey, that's kind of a cool thing. You don't have to swirl 60 times in a bucket and dump half of it out on the lawn like you know we used to do. You just use it right out of the bag. Now, one of the pleasant surprises of the nature-based line thus far has been that they do grow aquatic plants, like quite well, like really well. Surprising to us only because some of the ingredients that we use in our formulation aren't specifically well known for growing plants. They were more for compositional purposes and textural purposes. Uh, based on soil geology and stuff that we've looked at. Anyway, other ingredients in our mixes are more nutritious and apparently the pluses outweigh the minuses and things grow and I've grown a lot of different plants and so have many of you. So why do people want to use this stuff, you ask? Well, if you understand the context for which they were intended and the habitats which they help to replicate, the cloudiness and the sedimentation is perfectly acceptable and logical. Of course, you need to make that mental shift to appreciate this stuff, right? You can do all sorts of cool stuff with them. Hell, you can even mix them with commercial off-the-shelf substrates to make your cool, functionally aesthetic substrates of your own. We do this a lot and come up with some interesting things, and I've seen some of you do that too. You don't have to use this stuff exclusively. You can use it to spike your existing substrates uh, that you play with. Another interesting consideration is that these substrates have carefully selected botanical materials in them, which, as we know, help foster microbial growth as they decompose, which creates the aquarium equivalent of an active substrate. Look that up if you uh, ever go onto a uh, vivarium or terrarium uh, website. They're intended to help foster the growth of beneficial bacteria, biofilms, fungal growth, and microcrustaceans to help build a functional, diverse, benthic habitat in a botanical-style aquarium. To our knowledge, this is the first time anybody's developed a substrate specifically for this purpose. They'll help form the literal base of your botanical-style aquarium system, hence the name of the product line, Nature Base. Is this starting to make more sense? I hope so. This falls perfectly in line with our intention to create an entire line of substrates that are more microbiome-centric, helping shape the overall aquarium environment, not just a place to grow plants or to look pretty on the bottom. We'll have stuff for that too, and we've already got a few in testing and about to be released, but mainly it's about creating an overall aquarium environment. We're doing some really exciting tweaking to the existing formulas, which we'll be debuting in the next few weeks, and we'll talk about that. That's gonna make these even more exciting for a lot of you as well as releasing some new and really exciting specialized versions of nature base like our brackish water one and an upcoming uh, upcoming southeast asian sediment substrate and an african one which will be coming up probably in the next probably in the next couple of months two to three months to coincide with the release of our new website which you'll see hopefully next month i'm pretty excited about that too so yeah in summary what going on so in summary, the most important role of these substrates is to form a habitat for various microorganisms, crustaceans, and other creatures to colonize and multiply. And that requires a substrate, which not only includes the aforementioned, you know, sediments and so forth, but the botanical components as well. Now, the mixing of these materials not only looks interesting, it's a reflection of the diversity and the vibrancy of the underwater environment. And it's exactly what you'll see in the wild habitat. 
that we are trying to mimic. One of the things you notice in a lot of the images that we share of natural underwater substrates is that they're usually anything but squeaky clean ultra white sand. Sure, those are out there, but the most of them aren't. Rather, they're often sediment filled, covered with stringy fungal growths, biofilms, and even a spot or two of algae. There's a fair amount of detritus accumulating in the substrate materials. And as you know, detritus is not the enemy that we made it out to be. Rather, it's a source of food for many aquatic animals, helping to literally power the ecosystem in which they're present. We see organic detritus as an essential part of the substrate, and this influenced our philosophy when formulating nature base. There's something we can and should absolutely replicate in our aquarium, and that's the accumulation of sediments and detritus accumulating on top of your leaves and botanicals. It's exactly what you see in nature, and our fishes are ecologically adapted to such habitats, and they forage in it, and, and it provides food. We know this. We've talked about this. Obviously, in a well-managed aquarium, detritus isn't the boogeyman we've all made it out to be. And of course, the whole idea of a rich sediment and sand and soil substrate enhanced with botanical materials is completely in line with the best practices we've developed as a community to create these dynamic botanical style aquariums for the last five or six years. In our case, not only will there be an abundance of trace elements and essential plants nutrients present in such a substrate, there'll be the addition of tannins and maybe even humic substances which provide many well-known benefits to fishes as well. It's the best of both worlds. So I hope this quick look at the a few of the questions you've had about these nature-based sedimented substrates and answered a few lingering questions you might have had about them. And I probably brought up a few more. No worries, we'll be revisiting this stuff more and more over the coming months, but it's getting to be really exciting. My sort of fantasy, I used to jokingly call it my side hustle of creating of creating substrates. It's something I always wanted to do. If I, I think the story I've told you before is if I didn't start tannin uh, to offer botanical materials and other natural materials. It would have been a substrate company doing just exactly what we're doing here. So it's kind of the realization of a eight or nine year dream uh, to just even be able to offer you these things. So we're really excited to do more and we've got a lot of neat things on the books. So hope you stay creative and excited because I sure am. So stay inspired, stay creative, stay fearless, stay observant, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Melman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the tent.